Welcome back. It's been two very long weeks without podcasting, I think I can say for all of us. Well, and we are all so happy to be here. I disagree with that. It's been one really long week and one really good week. Oh, it, it, That's very, fair. very true. That's fair. It, it was it's almost true. bad for me because after the Detroit game, I wanted to podcast so bad. That's fair. Like, like just the moments directly after it. Oh, that's so. fair. That's fair. But also, like, I that the week before that was less good uh, for mm. my for my emotional health because you know I'm, I'm not saying I have a healthy relationship with my soccer fandom, <laughs> but uh, but this week <laughs> I am real good. Yeah. Well, cool. We are back with Coach Fuller for the part two. So I think we put a pin in it. I'm gonna toss that to Matt because Matt is totally prepared and ready to uh, to get back on track to where we were and we can. Start doing it, so Matt. So if you have not listened to uh, Coach Fuller Part 1, please, please, please go back and listen to that first. Otherwise, you will be very confused. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pause, pause this right now. Uh, it was it was in the, in the early July uh, pack before the Independent Cup began. Yes. Uh, so where we left off in that episode was right when Coach Bill Elliott had contacted you and said, yeah. hey, like, you interested in coming back to Chattanooga or co- coming to Chattanooga for real this time? And, uh, and, and obviously you said yes. Yes, I did. So let's start. Uh, how about, how about this? Uh, I, we, we remember the announcement uh, in mid December that, that coach Elliot was returning, which was not a done deal. Uh, yeah. it, at least it had not been announced yet. It was making me a little nervous because enough time had passed and there'd been no official announcement. Yeah. And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> so Coach Elliott gets announced uh, as returning, and it came with a little special surprise that associate head coach Peter Fuller was hired. And then you guys both appeared, I think, the next day. And we all Googled night, for hours. At, at Chattanooga <laughs> Brewing Company, uh, which was ended up being a huge kind of big celebratory uh, yep. Merry Christmas to all of us uh, events. Remember when yes. we used to do those <laughs> with no mask on? <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> so, uh, so, so coach, how about you start us, you start us with that, uh, that part of, of the journey. I will. And, and um, it's interesting because I remember it the 17th of December, actually, uh, I was in a hospital room in um, Boston, Massachusetts. My son was getting hip surgery. Um, some of you guys, I think, know he's a, he's an ice hockey player, um, very accomplished one, um, and, uh, um, had, had to have hip surgery. Um, I was with him that morning, um, with him when he finished, um, went straight from there to the airport actually, um, and flew to Los Angeles. I don't think a lot of you know this, um, but I flew to LAX, got out of a, got out of the plane, um, took an Uber um, to Redondo Beach. Um, a very close friend of mine who I had worked with um, with Philadelphia Union was my assistant uh, with the 18s and was our, um, was our scout, um, is also the, um, uh, the chief scout for Manchester United um, in North America now. Wow. And... Uh, they had an opening and I was interested in it and they were interested enough to have me in and, uh, in Los Angeles, in Los Angeles where he was living. And is that where you would have been based potentially? Uh, no, I, I could have been based anywhere I wanted. Um, and, uh, they're, um, very generous in terms of that. Um, 
It could have stayed anywhere I wanted uh, here in, in the U.S. It would have needed to be on the East Coast or somewhere close to it. Sure. It would have been like, um, a, region, like a regional thing. Right. And uh, um, I, I had a pretty good idea. The guy that they hired, they were going to hire, but it was nice going through the process, actually, and, and um, taking a lot of what I had learned. It was A lot of the test was basically practical. It was sitting down and all right, so-and-so is available. What is it you're going to check on? What do you want to know? Oh. Those kinds of things. So it, it was kind of neat going through the process. Um, I was actually in Los Angeles for um, about, I don't know, 16 hours. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> got on a plane and flew to, uh, to Atlanta. Um, when I got off the plane in Atlanta, Mark, my uh Present, who's the chief scout for Manchester United, had texted me and said that we're going to go with the other guy, and which was fine. I, I had a pretty good idea that was coming. Um, and uh, got a rental car, went straight to Chattanooga, uh, checked into the Moxie at about 2 in the morning. There you go. And, uh, they greet you. Do they, now, time out. They, I know that when you check in, they greet you with a drink, even at 2 in the morning? No. Absolutely not. Oh, no, I was that lucky is such a find, disappointment. I was lucky to find a human being that was awake, actually. <laughs> so, so, but it was good. It was good. It, it, um, checked in there. To be fair, Sheldon Grizzle, who was the general manager at the time, um, uh, put, a, put a whole um, package of stuff there for me in the room. It was, it, it was very nice. Mm. Um, and... Uh, the next day, I actually spent most of the day. Bill was not in yet. He was flying in that night. Um, and is that correct? Yeah, I think, it, I think so. Um, or he may have gotten in later that morning. I remember there was a board meeting that we went to um, where we both spoke at it. Bill and I did. And you, were, you had uh, already interviewed at this point? I hadn't. I mean, my my interview was basically Bill asking me, "Do you want to come?" <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, that was it. And I, and again, to be fair, Sheldon and I spent quite a bit of time together. I just don't remember the timeline. It may have been that afternoon, Friday afternoon, or something like that. But asked me a lot of questions, um, good questions, um, important questions, uh, um, just digging in to make sure. I think. A lot of it was, are you, do you understand the whole package in terms of CFC and mm. what CFC stands for and everything else? Yeah. I'd done a lot of my homework, so I did, um, but I also was very upfront with him about me, about who I am, how I grew up, those kinds of things. Um, and I think it was a good start, actually, really good. Um, I guess it was Friday or Saturday night. We we met with should be should be Friday, right? Friday night. Um, and had a question and answer time period there. Obviously, with Bill and I, um, and Bill and I have had we've known each other, man. At this point, what thirty years, twenty five years? Mm. I mean, and we hit it. We always we hit it off right away, um, and. Um, it was just neat. I remember that night thinking to myself, "This is going to be really cool." I mean, I, this is going to be, this is going to be awesome working together again because we've done it before, and yeah. uh, it was um, 
It was neat thinking about that. And it was great meeting our fan base for me. And to be honest, I was taken a bit back by how many people on short notice were there, you know, to, to talk to us. The questions were great. I, re- I think I remember, didn't we find out about this literally Friday morning? I want to say that's... Yeah, that yeah. sounds, that I, sounds I think right. It was, yeah. I think it, it was put together, yeah. I want to say noon on Friday is kind of yeah. when we all found out. And yeah. every, we packed that place out. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, it was cre- it was tremendous, and and uh, um, I just remember saying to Bill after we got done, I was just like, "This is incredible, man." I mean, this is, and and like, and I've said this to you guys before, and I've said it to to some of our supporters, and I think they probably think, "Oh, he's just being kind or whatever." Look, I I worked at two MLS clubs, New England and Philadelphia. Philadelphia is probably the closest to us in that if you look at the history of Philadelphia Union, it's a supporters group that really got the franchise. Yeah, the Sons of Ben. Exactly. And, I, I, you know, again, no disrespect intended to New England, but I think there are some fan bases in professional soccer in this country that all the so much of what they say and how they go about it and the songs they sing and everything else, it's just manufactured. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing grassroots about it. There's nothing that's their own. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember going, I had to go watch Atlanta and New England last year before I had moved down here. Um, a friend of mine is one of the assistants with the full national team, and I went to watch two of Atlanta's players play against New England. And I remember sitting there, and I took the picture, and I sent it to Bill. I was like, this is an MLS club in our fan bit, in our, in, in, our, in our supporters section, looks more like the MLS supporters section compared to this. This is, I mean, and, and look, it's no disrespect. I know people in New England probably, there's going to be people that say whatever. I mean, that's, that's their business, and they're right. But it's the truth. I mean, it's, mm. you know, and, and I will tell you, in Philly, it was a whole different deal. I mean, you you didn't mess with the Sons of Ben, I promise you. <laughs> I mean, it's a good, start with the name. I yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah, you didn't, This they, they're hardcore. And, uh, um, and, and the Philly, the Philly, the Sons of Ben would love our people. Mm. They would, they would be, they would be totally into it, and uh, um, but there's 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 something just totally grassroots about our group that to me is just it, it's 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 far it's far more like a it's far more like an MLS group than it is like a a, a, a NISA or lower division soccer in this country group. It really is. And then you get to go to the brewery, which anything <laughs> CFC or Chad Hooligan related at the brewery generally packs out and it gets rowdy and loud and you get a taste for it immediately. Right. You know, I actually remember my first encounter with you. I was living at an apartment at the time and I remember seeing the announcement and then I went into the mail room at my apartment complex and I walked in and I re- walked right into you, Bill and Sheldon yeah. and you guys were talking to the, the owner of the apartment complex, yeah. um, talking to stuff about him. And I, that was the first time I met you. And yeah. it was like, I could tell that you were not, not trying to like toot your horn or anything, but you totally were like into meeting people. That's a different level yeah. than some people who are like, 
yes, I'm here. I'm taking the job. I'm really, you know, and that's it. But like yeah. you, like, you know, we sat there and talked for a minute and I was like, that guy actually cares and actually asked me questions. And like, we had a good conversation. And I remember that being my first impression. I was like, this is, this is awesome. I appreciate that. And that, 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 to be honest with you, that means a lot because that is honestly who I am. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. And, um, I was happy the day I took the job. I'm still just as happy, if not more so. And, uh, even though we're bugging you to come hang out with us. <laughs> oh, man, are you kidding? I mean, Get some out of the house. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, rem- I remember uh, that very first night, as we're all reminiscing here, we were all hanging out at CBC, and, and it, was, it was a fun time. I, we were all like, what the f*** is associate head coach mean yeah like everyone was so confused and and concerned (laughs) i was like i I think i asked the i think i reworded the question three times for both you and bill yeah um i I was gonna say when when we were talking about i I remember bill was more complicated than i was yes yes well you were just like i'm the assistant coach and then occasionally i might be the guy in charge when bill's not here yeah and bill was like but bill went really really out of his way to say that you know he felt like you guys were equals yeah and you know Whatever it was, but I also remember yeah. um, running into you and talking to you for a while yeah. um, in a group of people, and then I ran into Tim Kelly afterwards, and we were we were chatting, and and I looked at him, and and we both were were talking about how not only how lucky we felt that you were a good coach with a good pedigree, which matters, but it matters much less th- to me than than cultural fit, right? Because yeah. this is a, a different club and a special club, in my opinion, right? I'm Great. certainly biased, but it's different, yeah. and if if you're not there are many good soccer coaches in in the world. There are not many who I believe would be a good fit for this club. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a lot more would be good fits than I realize. But culturally, it matters. It's it's oh, it does. It's the one of the reasons yeah. why I, I I'm so grateful that you're here, and I'm so grateful that you know Jeremy's here. You know, we've been really yeah. lucky that the last few hires that the club has made yeah. have been home runs in the culture department yeah. as well as. Yeah. In the, the experience yeah, the, and yeah. overall ideology, yeah, of I course. Appreciate yeah. that. I, I, I think uh, the thing for me is I never. Um, I've been really fortunate in my my career, both as a player and as a and as a coach, and I've been really lucky. And um, but I also think luck's the residue of design. I think you. I think you, I think you make. It, it, I'm gonna quote there's, that. There, there's a portion of it you make your own luck, and and I've been I've been fortunate from the standpoint that I've made a, some good decisions in terms of who I've been with, who I've brought in with me. I've had some great people that I've been around and worked with, and certainly Bill's one of them. I mean, again, I know the Detroit game is way down the road from where we're at in terms of what we're talking about, but. You need to realize that guy flew in specifically to take the team, to work with them, to to take what I wanted done, and and work with them through the entire week. It's um, awesome. Came up with with, in my opinion, and again, remember I've told and I've told you guys this. We're playing a three five two. I've never played three five two in my in my coaching career. I just felt that it probably suits where we're at. Yeah, I've immersed myself in it. But this is a guy that's done it for 20 years, who's played that. That's one of his staple systems. And he had some unbelievable ideas in terms of how he felt like we should we could break down Detroit. And, and um, he did an awesome job. I mean, an awesome job. And, and 
Um, he's a really, really good coach. And I think I say all that only to say I know he has my back. He knows I've got his. And I'm just telling you, you need, you absolutely have to have that. Yeah, if, if, for sure. If, if, things, if things are going to work. And, Synergy. And he, w- that's, a, that's, a, that's a relationship that he and I have and, and have always had and always will. And uh, um, so th- 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 that's a little bit of insight into the, into the Detroit game. Yeah. And let's, let's, uh, let's pin, pin the Detroit game in, in the early part of the season. But let's uh, actually talk straight about what you're talking about. Let's, yeah, I'm, let's, more, I'm more interested in that part right this second, yeah. and then we can start moving chronologically again right. and so, finish up at the end of the season. So you're coming in as the associate head coach. Right. Could could you explain for, for listeners that, that may not remember or may not know what that was? What what was? Well, the, the, the thing is, I've never really been about titles so much. I mean, for me, it, I just looked at it. I mean, I'm, I'm old school. I mean... You know, the assistant referee, it's the linesman. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, mm. associate head coach. I'm the assistant coach. I'm good with it. I mean, I, I don't need um, – the players know when I step in and I say something, they probably should listen. I mean, and, and you know, I, I think one of the things that happens a lot of times when the assistant coach comes in or associate head coach, whatever you want to call it, and takes over – it's like the substitute teacher when you were in school kind of comes in, you know, you kind of cut up and you do this and you do that. Cause you know, that the good thing about the way Bill presented it is no, he, he actually might cut one of you guys. So, um, or bring somebody in that's better than you to replace you. And, um, and it made it very easy for me because when the, you know, I remember one of the first sessions that I had, I felt we were really unfit. This was May of nineteen, um, and to be fair to the guys, we—I mean, if you remember that time period, we were playing like Nebraska Bug Eaters. We yep. had a game, and then we had a week off. Then we had the Nashville game that got canceled uh, mm-hmm. because of uh, uh, the field was unplayable because of rain, which is hilarious because. In, rea- in reality, it feels just it, always unplayable. It, it's always unplayable. I mean, so, but, but that was, it was unplayable. So we, we had, we had a lot of stuff going on and Bill, Bill wasn't in town. So I ended up taking training and I remember we were playing some small sided games and the guys were really unfit. So I just, I was like, I just put the balls away and we ran. And I remember, I was doing the push-ups with the guys and doing the sit-ups with the guys. And a very distinguished former player of CFC was down on his knees doing the push-ups. And I remember absolutely giving it to him and, and just saying, you know, you, you, you know, if I can do it, you can do it, you know. And, and <laughs> so, the, so after that session, I think there was a, a, right away the players were like, okay, this is... This is serious. Yeah, and, and he's and he's different than Bill, but it was never better than Bill. Yeah, or worse than Bill. It was he's just different than Bill, and I more, think more that, of a complimentary. Thing. And that's the thing with Bill and I, is 
we're, we're really different in terms of personality, in terms of where we grew up, how we grew up, and all of that. But we have a tremendous chemistry when we work together. You know, in the in the first podcast with you, Breezy said that he noticed that you and Bill kind of have a yin and a yang mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's just kind of driving that point home. I think no, absolutely. If, if you hang out with them, if you have a beer with them, you can, in the first three minutes of hanging out with them, if you've never talked to, yeah. to either one of them, you'll notice they're... I mean, exact opposites. Neither one is good or bad, but it's just they're complete just opposites. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and there's a genuine admiration for each sure. other. And and you know, he'll know now. Like there's certain situations. Obviously, I'm not going to say on the on the podcast. But <laughs> there's certain situations where he, I get a look in my eye that he realizes uh, something inappropriate's coming out, and he'll just look at me and he'll go, "No, fools, no, no." No, and I'll just and I'll just kind of bury my head down a little bit, and it's like okay, all right, that's awesome. But so speaking of that preseason, yeah. uh, So well, so when I say preseason, let's let's bump it to like after the after the the meet and greet. Yeah, when you're putting together broad broad preseason here. Okay, when you're putting together that first roster, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, obviously Bill had a bunch of guys. That, right. that we were we we had already we're already bringing back home. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't starting from scratch. Right. Correct. Right. Uh, so how does how does how did that process work for for the two of you? It was good. I mean, I, obviously the players he had coming back, I watched a lot of video on um, and asked a lot of questions. You know, what about this? What about that? I'm not sure about this guy or or whatever. Um, but in the end, I mean. It, it, He's the head coach, so I mean, in in reality, he's going to make those you know those decisions, and he made decisions that he should make, which is you might look at a guy and say, "I really like this player. I think he could do X, Y, and Z," but then you've got another guy over here that you've had for two years, and you know what he can do. Yeah. Well, do you go on what you think, or do you go at what you know? And I, th- I, I believe any coach that's, that's worth his salt is going to go with what he knows and what he knows is going to work. And do, you, and do you take a certain amount of kind of wild cards, though? Like if you're building a roster. Yes. Yeah, it's a good question, actually. And you, and you do. I, I, I do. Um, and, and I think, and Bill does, too. Um, and that's where I think I came in mm. because, you know, I, I had a lot of context that he didn't have. And a fresh set of uh, eyes. And a fresh set of eyes. Yeah, for sure. And, and, um, and I think some of the ones that, you know, the Ruben Marias. Uh, he played uh, for you previously at, he at had, Palm Beach uh, with, with uh, Smarzok. Right, with Smarzok. Um, two good guys, guys that I knew would fit in in terms of the culture of the club would be great. And we're good players. Sure. Um, and would be, and would be Ruben. Ruben, I felt bad for last year because he he got injured, and he just couldn't yeah. seem to get himself healthy. And you know, and the good thing about like Marcus, and I think you guys saw this. I mean, he's a he's a Swiss Army knife. You can play him anywhere you want. And, I mean, and we did. And and we did. And he and he and he had a good year for us. Yeah, very good um, year. I mean, I, he was getting at the end of the season. And I don't think he would mind me saying this out loud. I mean, at the end of the season, he was getting looks in the USL Championship. Yes, he was. He he went to Tulsa and uh, and he went to um, uh, I want to say um, uh, Carolina, maybe um, to uh, 
maybe Charlotte, but yeah, and they and they gave him long looks. Yeah. So, I mean, like, um, his issue was. I mean, it's part of the reason why. Yeah, it's it's citizenship. He was, he was here with the first. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. Marcus, if you're listening, your goal against Detroit always lives always, forever. Always. And then also shout out Pumbaa. Yeah. Also shout out Pumbaa, who, whose team just got promoted to the third division in Spain. Yeah. 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 From a semi-pro league to a fully professional, or Let's a most go. professional yeah. league. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. Let's go. Yeah. Also, sweet haircut. I saw. Uh, I saw a picture, and he is. Uh, he is no longer long-haired Ruben. That's that actually might be really sad for our listeners. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! Don't I'm, you talk bad about. Pumbaa. I'm a. I'm a little sad now. Yeah. You know I mean, what's. You know what's. I'm trying to replace his hair with mine right now, but well, you know it, it, you're, it lo- you're losing enough. That <laughs> he, he, you can probably do the opposite of that. You you have the headband on, and it looks good. Yeah. Uh, we, we were talking about building a roster, though, and and what's funny is you definitely weren't starting from scratch. No, but from the the previous years before that, that was definitely like a new looking CFC mm-hmm. because from I think fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen there were a few changes in there, but there was that real solid core group of guys of like tw- that, of like twelve or. Maybe fifteen, even fifteen players. Yeah, from so. goalkeeper to midfield to our striker. The I starters, mean, the sure. starters really didn't. I change lost the backups. I did. lost track because I was trying to count right then. I think in the final roster it was thirteen returners. Right, but I think uh, I from, think starters the, eighteen to nineteen. But I think the difference there was from what Jay's saying, and I think that's right. I think fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, we had. Eight, and even seven and or and eight sprinkle in a little seventeen. Every, like a lot of the a lot of the backups changed every year. But the starters were, I mean, again, a few starters changed, but not that many. It was, the spine was almost always the same group of guys. And yeah. I th- and I think yeah. that was always going to change, but I think it was interesting um, and not, not full credit to, you know, it wasn't necessarily Coach Fuller's doing or anything else, yeah. but I think we had a lot of change. I mean, just, if you just look at the roster, like goalkeeper Phil did not, did not turn over. Uh, in defense, Soren, Lima, Sanchez did not turn over. Right. Um, Zeka didn't start a ton in 2018, but he was back. Juan Hernandez obviously was a, a nailed down starter. Uh, the other the other member of that back four was Jordan Dunstan, who was not a returning starter that year, but was a returning player. But was a returning player yeah, right. from Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Danny Valenciano in midfield. Yeah. Um, Cam came back with more of a, a, a you know a, a starting role than yep. what he had. And Joe Alcosta came back too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was who was a, a, normally a starter uh, in 2018? Like that's. So okay, so all those players, we're, we're talking about like nine of the thirteen or so, and a bunch of players we tried to sign this year. Yeah, and if it, right. if it wasn't for some bad visas, mm. a bad visa luck, excuse me. Yeah, um, not bad visas. Everything was done right on this end, but yeah. you know, some bad luck in getting mm-hmm. visas, a, a bunch of those players would still be here. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we, when you came in to, to a team that had nine or so starters basically returning, mm-hmm. uh, which so. How does you? I mean, you've you've watched video on these guys, yes, mm-hmm. but you've never seen them play necessarily. No. So, what like what role did did you take in terms of the preseason process, trying to integrate new players in, trying to see what? I mean, I, did you try to mess around with some of these guys to see like what else could they do, or did you really just rely on what Bill already knew? Yeah, I, I, listen, they're good players, and and you know, I'd worked the summer before in the NPSL. Um, you know, from my old boss in Florida, um, who had an NPSL and a, 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 a PDL team. Yeah. Um, obviously, league considered League Two now, but um, um, we 
I had, I didn't pick the group that I coached in Florida. Mm-hmm. I was I was doing scouting for him and um, player identification things like that um, from New Hampshire at the time. I got the, I got the job literally three weeks before we opened our season because he fired the guy who was working ahead of me. So. Wow. So rut row. <laughs> so yeah. So I I basically packed a packed a bunch of things in my truck and headed for Florida. Um, he was a, he you know he's my boss and and, yeah. and, and yeah, so yeah. that's what he needed and that's what I did. Um, so he he a roster with like guys like Ruben and Marcus were already there. That's they the were first already there. It's the first they, you've laid they, eyes on them. exactly. And, that's an, and, and then they're two players for yeah. us the next year. That's nice. great. That's crazy. And and to be fair, um, if. If you were to say to me in 2018 when you were at Palm Beach United and playing in that in that conference versus this conference here in 2019, honestly, you have to and you have to take everything in context. That conference had ourselves, the storm from Fort Lauderdale. We were the only two truly um, amateur, and, and Boca United. We were the only three amateur clubs yeah. in that Jackson Armada division. was there. Jacksonville yeah, Armada Jackson had Hill. just come down from the NASL, and they still had their whole roster and was still paying them. Um, Miami FC. Had, had a, always been a professional team. Yeah, and, they, we, yeah. and we know the extent of their, yeah. their payroll. And Miami United. They had, they, had Which, a three, they had a $3.2 million payroll. Zing. Um, and then Miami, and, and United. Miami United was, they probably had a million-dollar payroll. And then you had Naples, who were selling themselves as an amateur club, but in reality, they were they had they had probably eight guys on tourist visas that they were paying. They were <laughs> they were they were at least a semi a semi professional club. Sure, yeah. So you got to understand, I'm coaching a fully, basically, other than Smarzok and maybe one other, I've got a bunch of college guys, right. and including a guy who played against us with the Michigan Stars. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, Fun fact. Yeah. And, Who is that? And, uh, uh, Alex, uh, uh, Alex uh, Sastrostegui. Yeah. yeah. The Spanish guy that grew up with Ruben. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's good at soccer. I don't he's, like it. You got at yeah. soccer. He had the yeah. assistant against us in the yeah. final goal. Yeah, I know. I don't like it. Yeah. But he, um, but the, the, come to Chattanooga. The club, it, it, the, the level in that division was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was a, it was a, it was, professional and that's yeah, a professional league with an amateur roster that you right. had to play and, with. and basically we were i mean and we had some good results i mean we beat beat miami united at miami united um lost an in injury time to miami fc at home one nil um beat jacksonville armada at our place four two um almost beat them again at their play we, we did well and for what we had yeah but the truth of it is, when I got again, it's a long way around saying when I got to Chattanooga and looked at our opponents and what we were going to play, I was sort of looking at it and I'm like, you know, the standards not, it's not going to be what we played against last year in Florida, and I'm kind of going, regardless of what I think of the guys that we've got, I've got to. I've got to, I've got to mold how I'm going to coach to 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 the players, yeah. and and I can't expect them to change for me. Um, and honestly, this is in the context of 
like we were we were looking at the time to put together that you know essentially a, a fully pro league mm-hmm. within the amateur system correct which right. was, for was the fall meet, yeah so for you, the were, fall. you were you were creating an amateur yeah, there's a t- right. roster right yeah for it, it a was, preseason right. and mpsl regular it was, season it was supposed in. to be a fall essentially a fall tournament leading into 2020 would be the first full npsl full, pro yeah yeah and and yeah. so like no restrictions on on foreign players right. yeah you know just like just going for it yeah um yeah, yeah. Th- there was a time this is a it's weird to talk about now that we're talking about it is the MPSL Southeast used to be an incredibly strong conference. Yeah. Incredibly strong. It used to be probably the best conference, one of the best conferences, up, mm-hmm. if not the best conference in the country. And over the last few years with the Atlanta Silverbacks kind of moving up, then moving down and then kind of mm-hmm. just kind of sort of dissolving. <laughs> um, and, and a few other, and the Georgia revolution no longer being with the DA. So they didn't have, you know, a bunch of ridiculously talented 17 year old all, all those players with yeah. Atlanta United with, now with Memphis yeah. and Nashville both getting sold off to professional teams you know the and Birmingham too like all of those teams that had yeah. some pro aspirations so they had some real aspirations and some sure. real like drive yeah. to be good so they were really good amateur teams right then you were playing with just kind of shells of those uh, teams yeah. like Inter Nashville was never yeah. what uh even I mean Nashville FC lost a lot to us but sure. international didn't have the same level of professionalism yeah definitely a similar level of skill yeah yeah but different level and of they, had a re- they had a really yeah. good team one year yeah I, and i would also say this too guys and in, in fairness i happen to be in florida with palm beach united at exactly the right or wrong time depending on how you wanted to look at it because when two of NASL what, teams because dropped. when the nasl sure. folded up I mean, they kept they kept their teams together with the idea that eventually something was gonna was gonna open up. Well, Miami FC, correct me if I'm wrong. You may remember this, but they had six of the eleven, be- the six of the best eleven in the NASL. They mm-hmm. kept four of those six. Yeah. So they played yeah, in the yeah. NPSL that year, and they won the NPSL title. Yeah. With four of the. Yeah. NASL best 11 players from the year before. And by the yeah. way, one of those guys is the starting goalkeeper for San Jose Earthquakes. Yeah. In MLS. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's not like those players yeah. aren't still good at yeah. playing professionally. They're all around, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and playing professionally. You could Which, say they were in a developing stage yeah. at that point too. It's interesting. We played when we played them at their place. Actually, um, we were up one nothing at halftime at their place, um, and one one with them in the 80th minute, Ooh. and we had just missed a sitter. He went to the bench and brought four guys on. The guys he brought on were Johnny Steele. <laughs> um, they brought um, he brought he brought on four guys that had played in Major League Soccer. Wow! You know, and and that's a hell of a flex. And I'm bringing on Trevor Golankowski from Boca Raton. You know, who played was a really good junior college player. I mean, and there's where you it the just difference. wasn't. It wasn't going to happen. We lost four one, and 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 if the game would have gone on another ten minutes, it would have been fourteen. I mean, we got buried, and and that's the thing. I say all that only to say, when you you can figure out a way to win a game in our sport when your payroll isn't what somebody else's is. Yeah. To do that consistently over six months, that's tough. It's and and look at any of the any of the top leagues in the world. 
It's it's. There's a reason why the Leicester City Premier League run yeah. was five thousand to one going exactly. in. Yeah, literally a, right. a better chance of finding Bigfoot. Yeah, so <laughs> literally, like in the odds, mm-hmm. he had a better chance of finding Bigfoot. But yeah, so let's skip to actually he's on a progressive commercial now. I don't know if you guys do that <laughs> and I not. think his name is Carl, or, yeah, or yeah, I can't yeah. remember. Daryl, that's Daryl. Yeah, it's Daryl. My name yeah. is Daryl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So let's skip it. Let's skip to the first game of the season, not the season, but the uh, preseason, right? So we yeah. put together the roster. Communicaciones. Um, communicaciones. A lot it, of tri- a lot of trialists with this. A lot of trialists still there. Roster. Yes, but it's you've put together most of the roster, right? The core is done yeah. at that point, mm-hmm. or maybe not. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. A lot of the roster is done. Yeah. So you're going in to play a first division Guatemalan team. What does the preparation look like? And w- I mean, just start from the beginning about mm-hmm. that game, if you would. Well. Again, obviously, we spent a lot of time on the phone. I was in New Hampshire. Bill was in Florida. So we're spending a lot of time on the phone in terms of discussion of players we want to bring in, all of that. Because you're not in camp yet. You're not, not here yet. No. I mean, we're, that was, what, March? Yes. March, beginning of March, maybe? Middle of March? I think it was middle. Middle of March. and Two weeks before the August 6th or something like that. We ended up... We ended up coming, we brought everybody in, I want to say, on either Wednesday night or Thursday. We had a session, I think, on the Thursday, two on the Friday, and then had the game Saturday night. With a, and Bill did a neat thing, I thought. He actually did a little walk around the city with the, with the players and that, kind of introducing them to the... To the um, to the franchise, to the city of Chattanooga. I thought it was great, especially for guys that were thinking seriously about coming here. Mm-hmm. It was outstanding. Sure, because this was still a recruiting trip for some of those guys, uh, right? Of course it was, because we're still looking at players and and trying to make some decisions. And uh, and trying to woo woo some guys. like Absolutely. For example, Genki Miyachi, who... Yep. For, he had an up and down season, but yep. I remember that game being like, "Holy smokes, who is this guy?" He's he was the one player that didn't get changed at halftime. There was ten changes at roughly halftime. There were yeah. exactly ten changes. The at only halftime. the yeah. only player. No, I, I I knew there were ten. I didn't know if it was exactly at halftime. But it was right after yeah. halftime. It was. But guess who the only player that remained on the field was? It was Genki. Genki. Yeah, he was. He was tremendous. That was his coming out party. And he was he was tremendous, and uh, he had he had done really well. We had heard about him uh, going into that week because he had he was on trial with uh, Nashville. Nashville. Yeah, they loved most, him through most of preseason. Yep, yep. Very happy with him, Kyle Rolke, who was on my um, UEFA B license with me, who was working on staff there, had had contacted me and said, "I'm going to send you some video on this guy. We we don't have a visa for him, but the guy can play." Yeah, the way the game played out so, too, he 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 battled a lot against Michael Umania, which is a Costa Rican international, yeah. and he held he held his own yeah. against that guy. Yeah. yeah. So, side note, do you hear from Genki at all? I do, I do. He's he's working on some things outside of soccer right now, um, and doing well. I mean, I think I think would love to come back to the U.S. Um, if the right opportunity presented itself, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he, Genki's a he's a class guy. I mean, I I loved loved coaching him, loved having him here. I thought he was a really really good fit in Chattanooga. Yeah. And uh, I feel I feel really bad uh, considering he got hurt. Yep. Yeah. Right after the, the Real Betis tore game. that calf muscle, and then just yep. was just never 
Yep. Never really never got back. Never really got back. And I think part of it for him, he he had never been seriously injured before. And I think I think I don't think it was so much the physical portion of it. I think it was the mental portion of it. Yeah. That was really hard for him to get over and overcome. Yeah. So makes sense. So that game, uh, we end up losing two two nothing. Yep. yep. Um, but it was it. It was a very close game. It could have easily been 2-2. could have been 2 nothing us. I mean, it was a back-and-forth game. I yep. felt like we really held our own. Yep. How did you feel going into that game? You- I mean, I just didn't want to get killed. I mean, <laughs> they were... I mean, they're one of the... Them and Municipal are the two biggest franchises in the in Guatemala. Yeah. Con- CONCACAF Champions League. Exactly. So, yeah. so, and I think when they came here, I want to say they had... They were in the in in their season currently, weren't they? It's six or eight guys in the full team, I yeah. think. Yeah, and, they they had several players. They were in missing the full national. Team. So they yeah. were missing four. And you had Umania, who you know would played in, played C- for Costa, Costa Rica. Rica. Yeah, they were missing. Yeah. They were missing four players missing when four they came. Players, yeah, because they came over the international right. break. Right. Which is frightening. But they they right. were only. I don't know what they're about their starting lineup, but they were only missing four players yeah. on their roster. Right. Yeah. They were they were they were a very good team. And it was a, it was a great exhibition to be able, to make some decisions about some fringe guys, guys that you weren't quite sure about, and uh, and I was just impressed how quickly that group kind of came together. Um, and it was the same thing for the Detroit City game later on that. Uh, I think we played them the first Saturday of April, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. That and, was the next uh, game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and. So what? so what was so obviously we, we made a ton of cuts. Uh, I mean we we played twenty three, uh, twenty three players I think in the right. Comunicaciones game. Right. We go to the Detroit City game two weeks later. Yep. Uh, everyone, I mean anyone who was not local left. Right. And returned. Right. Uh, who who for those that came back. Yep. So in for that game, what were we? Was, was it basically just you know round two of. You know these guys pass the initial cuts if you weren't on the team already, and just see what else see what else happens. Yeah, but you had some guys in too that weren't able to. Uh, Smarzak was not able to make it in for that first game. Um, I'm trying to remember if Max Wilshire had played against uh, Max Wilshire started in the Communication. Okay, game. so. There were there were a handful of guys I believe that were in for the Detroit game that were not in for the Comunicaciones game. Well, that was really Smarzak's um, coming out party. Speaking it was of coming out parties. Yep. That goal he's now. So I have a question for you that I have never asked uh, you or Bill <laughs> Smarzak. Mm-hmm. Did he make the team before he scored the goal, or did he make the team after he scored the goal? After he scored the goal, because I, I, I don't think. Um, and, and in fairness, what I'm going to say, I'm also going to back Bill up on this. Bill was not, Bill wasn't that impressed with him mm. at, at that point. And I think he was kind of like, I'm not sure about this guy. I knew him playing against Miami FC. He scored an unbelievable goal against Miami United when we beat them at Miami United. Mm. And I'm and when I say unbelievable, better than better than that Detroit. It was volley? The, it was it was the same kind of goal. Imagine it from ten yards further back <laughs> and hit wow. and hit harder to where the goalkeeper just had absolutely no chance. I, I mean, mean, he he he's. I knew what we were going to be getting 
Yeah, that's we, saying if something. We, if we if we brought him in, but also like like I had I had noticed, and and you and I have talked about this. We talked about this a lot actually last year. Mm-hmm. Smarzak's the kind of guy who can play and who can who can functionally disappear. Like there there are players that can disappear on the on the field and they yeah. don't do anything. Yeah, Smarzak can disappear on the field and do his job. Yeah, and oh, yeah. and like I mean that's a function of of him playing as yeah. kind of like a, like a six eight hybrid. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times. Yeah. And so, I mean, sometimes like a lot of coaches, I think feel like you can find a guy like that almost anywhere. Yeah. He, the thing with the thing with Marcus though, that I think you have to take into consideration, look at a day, look at a day that you have Marcus as 24 hours. Okay. He gets up six 30 in the morning, has his breakfast needs to be at the if he needs to be at the park at at eight o'clock he's there at 755 mm. um, he comes in he makes himself a coffee or a tea he goes and shakes all the staff's hand he goes and shakes all the players hand but he stand hangs around and talks a little bit with them gets his gear on goes out does his activation his band work his you know the 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 foam rollers everything else um, even though he has two or three guys that are also German guys, he's over with the Spanish guys, he's over with the Brazilian guys, he's over with the American guys. Because you have to understand, that group last year, if you really think about it... It was three American players. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, a foreign, yeah. it's a foreign team. Yeah, for sure. And, the, the, and he fit everywhere. Everywhere. Then you'd finish up with your activation, go through everything. He'd do the work during training. He's, you know, Marcus was, what, 29 or 30 last year? Yeah, definitely one of the older guys. Yeah, 29, I think. He'd do the extra running at the end. He'd do the extra passing at the end. The extra finishing at the end. Then he'd go, do his roll out, do his, do his work. If he had to ice, he iced. Everybody else is gone. Marcus is still there. He's a consummate professional. Yeah. And, and, and the thing about it is, then goes home, goes on a hike with his girlfriend, comes back, does his, does his stretching and his yoga, goes to the gym, does that, has a nice dinner, vegetarian he was the uh, like i would see it on instagram all the time just like yeah. the stupidly healthy meals all like just yeah. every day yeah i mean and, and and the thing with the thing with him is and then and make sure he got eight to ten hours of sleep i'm not getting rid of that guy i need that guy and the thing about it is i knew what we were getting yeah. And and I give Bill a boatload of credit because he listened to me. Yeah. And obviously scoring the goal against Detroit. It helped. That yeah. helped. Yeah. Anger. <laughs> yeah. 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 So by the way, yeah. if you want to know more about Marcus Smarzak, you can go back to episode 10 and listen to his uh, his episode with Max Wilshire. Uh, it's, it's a really good episode. Also, we mentioned um, the beautiful uh, Pumbaa, Ruben Marias, and you can go listen to his episode with Juan Sanchez who I'm sure we'll talk about at some point, episode four. So go back and listen to last this episodes we had from last season if you haven't 
uh, there's some really nice deep dives with some of these players. Hey, and we were talking about the Detroit game, and I have a question for you. <laughs> what, what what went through your head when Pipe definitely <laughs> should have gotten a red card <laughs> in the third minute? Double studs to a guy's shin. Hey, I just, hey, I, hey. just remember th- I just remember th- I just remember thinking, oh no. <laughs> I mean, I was what I was standing right there. Do? Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. It was. Hey, yeah. I just want to point out that it was not double studs. It was one stud, and also it was just a li- just a smidge late. It was almost perfect, <laughs> almost almost not Dude, a red card. That's the most pipe thing. So ever. I talked to I talked to Pipe about this actually a couple weeks ago, and uh, Smitty and, and Pipe and I were were reliving this moment, and Pipe said that he had just recently seen the video again. Because the first time I talked to him about this, he had been like, no, no, listen, I was just setting the tone, going in for a hard tackle, but I got all ball. I can't yeah. believe I got a yellow card yeah. for that. Yeah. And, and of course, we all know he did. He got all ball and all man, you know, all yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but then he, was, yeah. he told me a few weeks ago, hey, I, I watched that goal, or that um, play, excuse me, again, and boy, I was late. <laughs> okay. And, he, goes, and, he goes, if that wasn't a friendly, I'm pretty sure that's a red card. Not, not only was, and not to like go off on this or anything, we can, we're we can we're quickly, we can now. quickly move off, but it wasn't in the open field. No, it was in their corner, in their right yeah. corner, he right just, by the corner flag, like nowhere to it's go. The absolute <laughs> dumbest place. But, to no, no, a but, but in his, but in his defense, in his own head, he was trying to set the tone get it, for get the it. game. He yeah. just got it. 75% wrong. Let me yeah. let me t- let me tell you something. The team we put out there that day, and granted like Detroit had only ever practiced with seven guys before they showed up in Chattanooga. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, you're going to like where I'm going with this, don't worry. Okay. If Pipe had gotten a red card, I'm not sure it would have mattered. They oh, well. they might have had 15% possession that day. Oh yeah, we True. smoked them. Okay. We're we're I mean, I, like, there's, like, I'm not mad at you anymore. Like they I thought you were going they had somewhere only, else. They had only really practiced with seven or eight guys you know, at a time until they'd gotten into, in, into town. Uh, but, but Matt, in all honesty, but we, we, we played Detroit we three times. We, we played them three times last year. We probably and, had and, combined And the most they would have ever had was 20% possession. The whole, the whole year. Yeah. I promise you. Yeah, yeah but as, as yeah. they learned last week, it doesn't yeah. matter how much possession Absolute, you have. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, breezy. First one of the pod. Hey, well there done. it is. Thank you. <laughs> let's, uh, let's or keep going if you want to say something. Uh, I was just going to say that uh, that little, you wanted to know where that little ding, 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 ding button goes yeah. there. Oh, okay. It goes, Gold uh, star for Breezy. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's a good button. All right, so let's lump. Yes. Let's lump Mobile, the 9-0 win. Yeah. If you uh, want to see all those highlights, they're on the Section 109 podcast Instagram. Let's lump Bug Eaters early, you know, early, early season games. Yeah. And actually, I'm going to lump Greenville in, in with yeah. that group. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, just that's because good. that's fair. Two of those, I mean, the, the Bug Eaters and, and Mobile games were wins. Greenville was was an incredibly frustrating draw. And I think probably the, like that game was the encapsulation of our entire season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were we were our counter defense was not good. Uh, we played some really good soccer at times, yeah, uh, and and just couldn't score enough, right? And just weren't clinical enough in in the middle, in the front third. Matthew, I thought to I was games. I thought I was over last season, and now I'm hurting. You're gonna hurt home. a lot. Uh, it's fine. You're gonna be okay. I promise. Um, so, but I'm lumping all of them together yep. so that we kind of just move past it. Yes, because I want to go straight to Real Betis. Okay. Go ahead. Uh. Now I I don't know this for certain, but I'm I'm gonna assume for a second, the Real Betis is probably the biggest club you've ever coached against. Oh, no. that's a pretty big assumption. No. 
yeah. mean, I, I guess it depends on what, what you want to say. I'd say Manchester United was yeah. when I was at New England. They played a... A, a friendly? A, one of those like... We played, played um, in the... Uh, those series that they put together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played against them in 2011. Was the Charlie Stilettano uh, special? Uh, could have been. Um, they... Stevie Nichol, who, who I worked for at, at New England, had played for Ferguson in the 86 World Cup okay. in, in, uh, in Mexico. It, it was the World Cup. Jock Steen, who had been the famous coach for years for Scotland, had passed away, had a heart attack in the locker room, actually, oh, uh, my. Wow. Before, one, before one of the games. Ferguson took over the team. and I didn't know this. Yeah, oh, this yeah. Is, this is... And Stevie... Wow. Stevie ended up, um, he played for Ferguson, and they're complete opposites in terms of how they present themselves, everything else, but um, they have a very good relationship. So I, that's, a th- that's a thing that I wouldn't have, I, I believe you, but I, it's, I wouldn't have guessed without you saying that. Yeah. yeah, they do. They have a great relationship. And when, when um, Manchester United, we were the first stop on their tour. Okay. And they were training at Harvard. So um, Stevie asked our whole staff, he was like, Is that, does anybody want to kind of be liaisons for them or whatever? My hand immediately <laughs> went in the air. I was like, yeah, of course. I'll drive them wherever they want to go, um, you know, look after them, you know, do whatever needs to be done. So I got to be with them basically for, for seven straight days. That's amazing. And, oh, man. And it was, it was really, really cool. Um, and, uh, um, but the culmination of that was us playing them in Gillette at the beginning of their, their tour. And, uh, um, we had 52,000 that night. It wow. was, it was, uh, it was phenomenal. Not and, well, uh, now I'm glad I, gl- I asked the question cause I would never have known that. Yeah, it so, was, it was pretty cool. Can I ask a, a follow-up? Or, or slightly related, very much related actually, when preparing for Real Batiste, did that experience influence you in any way? Probably a little bit because it, to me, I was like, okay. I mean, it's, I mean, well, number they're one, a it's, La, La Liga club. I mean, it, it's, you know, but it's going to be football. Yeah. Um, just what, 20 minutes ago, you just said that in our sport, anybody can beat anybody on a given night if it's, yeah. if it happens right. And I think all we wanted to make sure that happened was we didn't get embarrassed. I mean, and, and, um, I knew that they were playing DC United two nights earlier. Um, Nolan Sheldon, who's the assistant coach with DC United, gave us a really nice scouting report. He and I were on our French license together when I was working in MLS. Um, he gave me a really nice scouting report on some things that they tried to do. Interestingly enough, it was stuff that they tried to do and didn't work. <laughs> so he was like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Think about this. This is uh, also right after they have finished their, their season. Right. Uh, yeah, which exactly. which ended which yeah. ended with uh, towards the end, but not at the very very end. Uh, they had just got bumped out of the Europa League playoffs pretty late, right. uh, maybe the quarterfinals, semifinals, somewhere in there. And I don't know whether it was um, they had just beaten like Real Madrid at Real Madrid, and like, then to lost, end the season. And lost or drew to Getafe, I think maybe or somebody like that. But it it, it was it was so pretty I, disappointing. And I remember the the note they beat. Barcelona at Camp Nou and Real Madrid in Madrid, I believe, yeah. was mm-hmm. the yeah. was the line there, and yeah. then they came to Chattanooga. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Well, it wasn't directly after in in that season. They were the only team to they were the only team to beat Real Madrid and uh, Barcelona and Barcelona away, and also beat us in the same season. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, only one of those matters. Yeah, it's true. By the way, but Uh, what? But but what a game! I'll never forget the the beginning of that game. So yeah. So so what's that like? What what's that like? Especially like I mean, when you were at when you're at New England playing Manchester United, New England is MLS. I mean, first division MLS team. Right. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a little bit different playing a La Liga team when you're in at the point at that time in the fourth tier in PSL mm-hmm. in the MPSL. Like, yeah. I mean, I, yes and no. I mean, it, it's still soccer. It's still eleven guys against eleven guys. I'm I waiting mean, for it, you to start breaking out some Hoosiers analogies here. No, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 we did. Not at all. I mean, I think the one thing we did, and I remember this, and I, I actually was really pleased how Bill handled that week, was um, we, 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 broke, we broke down their La Liga games. We broke down their game with DC United, um, their set pieces, which they were really dangerous on. And we basically approached it like we approached Greenville. Or Jojo Revolution. This is the team in front of us. This is how they play. This is how they play. And the bottom line is, here's where I think we're going to have some opportunity. Um, As I remember, we played a 3-5-2 or 5 We played a 5-4-1, maybe. We played played 5-2-2-1. And sat in basically invited the center backs to come on to us and 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 to be in in some ways it was similar to the Detroit game this weekend yeah I mean some of the breaks we got earlier in that game were ridiculous oh we could have been up two or three nothing potentially I yeah. I don't remember yeah. who the uh yeah. who the you right might, you might say should <laughs> yeah. I don't remember who the, the right center back was but I know they were playing Bartra in the center yep He's a very, very, very good player. Yeah. And Hello, were, Joao Costa. And and they were playing and they were playing Sydney at left center back. Yeah. Who is the more one of the most experienced players in La Liga, but also one of the slowest. Right. Uh and and that I, I knew that like that was gonna be something yeah. that we, we we went at him the entire Max went at him. And, and like Max is not the fastest guy on earth. Yeah. And Max was just like blowing right past yeah. him on the on the on the break. If Max if Max would have put away that first one. Yeah, I mean he, he or, the, had, second or the second one. one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he had, he had, and, and Max would tell you that. I mean, yeah. He, he, yeah. after the game, he was sitting in the locker room. He was like, what have I done? You know, and it was like, he, he didn't do anything. I mean, it, listen. He put himself in two great positions yeah. with great runs. They were good passes. And he, Absolutely. And he yeah. was and actually, inches away and, and from and scoring two goals. And actually, he had, like, two pretty darn good shots. Mm-hmm. They were just, just I mean, mm-hmm. just inches, inches also, away. Also, a lesser player, to Max's credit or in his defense a lesser player doesn't get in those positions absolutely i you, agree you had to do a ton of he did 90 percent of what it takes to score those goals yep. and that 90 percent is the hard part it's yep. unfortunate that it didn't go his way but you can't be mad at the guy because i don't i think a lesser player doesn't get in that position agreed and, and yeah. so being mad at yourself yep. for yeah. getting in that position is a little hard also shout out to max who uh just signed a contract with a team that i cannot remember the name of in the uh Fourth, it, I think in the fourth tier of German football. Fourth? I thought my fourth or fifth. Uh, I, I forget where. Yeah. Um, but we were just talking about this, um, not on the podcast, a few days ago. So uh, when we saw it, 
Speaking of uh, players, we're talking about Miami who subbed in some crazy players. When you have uh, Real Betis subbing in Hesse <laughs> yeah, uh, on yeah. loan from Real Madrid, had been at Stoke City, or or maybe he was on loan he'd, from Stoke at this point. I don't yeah. remember, but he played at Real Madrid. He'd been yeah. at Stoke City. He'd been he'd at be, PSG. He'd been at PSG, PSG, playing in the, in the Champions League, and then he comes in and he, he scores won, two goals. He had won two Champions Leagues by the time he set foot yeah. on in Finley Stadium. Yeah. And, you, and you're like... <laughs> Oh well, that was a nice substitution you made. <laughs> yeah, we that, we to, to be fair, Bill and I both felt actually the second half was going to be more difficult than the first because they would bring on players who actually cared. Oh yeah, and 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 yeah, you know the, the truth of it is, I mean, I mean, and some of those kids were fighting for like fighting for their spots in the, in the of future. They were, yeah, and a lot and a lot of the guys that played in the in the in the first half in the first eleven. They had just played, been a, they, they had just played Real Madrid. The they've been out drinking league. all night at DC in yeah. In, in, yeah. in Washington DC. So, you know they they didn't care. They were not ready for Joao Costa. I'll tell you that. No, I mean Mark, Mark Bartra thought he could just stick a little foot out there, and he got absolutely roasted. That play is one of my that that play is probably my favorite all time CFC play because it starts with the Genki Miyachi making an excellent tackle. Yep. It's Juan doing Juan things. He kind of dribbles slash stumbles around two guys, but it, it's the all Spaniard. Still. The yeah. Spaniard. Yeah. It just yeah. fits so perfect. good. Yeah. Yeah. He and then he plays that perfectly weighted ball. Joao takes one touch and then he cuts it to his right. And, and, he, and he hits it immediately. And Barcher thinks he can just put in I don't want to call it a lazy tackle. I'm sure he felt pretty good about it because his I think his body yeah. was in the kind of the right place, but he was reaching for it as opposed to really stepping hard. And the goalkeeper was nowhere near getting that. I mean, it yeah. was like yeah, he buried. He, he didn't. He didn't move. Yeah. The keeper didn't even move. The keeper yeah. just slapped his thighs. Yeah. In frustration and just looked looked around like what just what happened? just happened? And yeah. we all lost our fucking minds. I was <laughs> yeah. listen. I have never yeah. been more surprised for a goal, and I brought. And honestly, I might not, not. I might not ever be more surprised because I was hoping to lose four or five to nothing, and that would be seriously a good result. Yeah, a fourth yeah. division yeah. team that yeah. is technically amateur in the United States playing a first division team that had been competing in the Europa League that had beaten Real Madrid and Barcelona that year. The only team to do that, even and they just played an MLS team who. They torched, who they did not beat on the scoreboard. They did not torch, but I mean, in, they beat them five two. Like, but but in like, if you watch that game, they torched they, them. Yeah. yeah, they came down here and they squeaked out with a fourth. I mean, just remember, it was at, going into halftime. It was right before halftime in stoppage time that they scored to tie it. Yeah, yeah. on a corner. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Which, a, by the way, was our ball. Achilles heel all last year. Was I was, I was just gonna say set pieces. I was not gonna talk about it because I'm still. I, upset. I was. Well, I I'll was talk gonna... about it because this group this year is is a lot better. So, it's very good. Okay, so it. so what's the what's the difference between last year and this year? It's personnel. It's 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 a lot of different things. But I think, particularly if you if you want to look at corner kicks, mm. everything everything in terms of everything in terms of corners is. Quality service, quality movement, and the big, the biggest part of that is being synchronized perfectly. And we're talking we're, defensively, or are you talking just in general? Both, 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 both. And and you know, it's certainly you know, defensively, it's it's about just being being switched on, being sharp, um, doing your job in terms of uh, in terms of. Not trying to do too much, um, good body shape to start with, 
but the attacking side of it is certainly the the attacking side of it is about service, quality movement, and making sure that that it that it all happens at the right time. So I know we're talking about um, last year, and, and let's continue talking about last year. But I want to just fast forward back to the Detroit game, and I know we keep mentioning it, but can we talk about that corner from Wheezy? I mean, how perfect was in my? I mean, maybe ball. it wasn't perfect, but boy, did it look perfect to me. That ball to the Spielman headed down. I mean, it was just. It was perfect. I mean, and and was that? Did you ex- did you have him on corners on purpose? How does that How does that work? Do you Do you guys choose so, before the game? Again, context. Um, Cam's we, been subbed out, Cam's, and he's been Cam's been subbed out, and Cam is our corner taker. Um, we have no left footers in that group, and we, I prefer. And we we were also okay. not we were also so, not playing uh, Kyle Carr that game. Yes. Yeah. Who, uh, who, who would, would take bend. who would take the outswinger from the right but, side? But, yeah. but before the game, you you don't leave anything up to chance, right? You're no. I mean, it's it's all it's all diagrammed out. Who's taking which side? Yep. And and uh, Cam was to take both from both sides. Well, obviously, when we had to sum him out, and we didn't have a lot of time. Right. Jordan has on the iPad. He has all of our set pieces that I've given him. I. I do prior to the game. I think Matt's seen it. Yep. Um, I do a keynote. Okay. For and, and we always carry a TV with us, so we have that in the locker room. Okay. And our pregame is always on the keynote. Um, it's a keynote on the TV, big screen, so the guys can see, and we go through everybody's job, everybody's responsibility, all the way through it. Well. When Cam went down, everybody was like, you know, who who are you bringing in? And I was like, Wheezy, you know, Jawane. And and we did. Um, so Jawane got himself ready. He wasn't expecting, obviously, to be the guy that we brought in, but he would, he made the most sense for a number of reasons yeah. um, that we can get into later if you guys want. But he made the most sense. We brought him on, and Jordan said to me, you know, he's going through the iPad. He's like, do you want Juan on the set pieces? I said, no. And he was like, well, who's going to take the corners? I said, we well, to take them. And he's like, you sure? And I was like, <laughs> no. I said, I said, Weezy will take them. And I said, if we, if, if one, if we ask Juan to take them, it means we got to move two or three other guys around to, to get the right look. Positionally, yeah. yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Let Weezy take it. Well, We're also, up, like, one's pretty good in the air he is but Juan's Juan's role on our corners now has changed a little bit it's mainly right out around the D um just usually setting a screen for somebody and then dropping away and the main reason is those knockdown areas the one around the D and the one just a little bit further out between say the D and the bottom of the center circle are absolutely massive. The amount of balls that get knocked down into those areas is ridiculous, and you've got to have somebody who, A, doesn't get caught in possession. Because if you get caught in possession, seven, eight guys are eliminated. They're they're off and gone. The second thing that you absolutely have to do, if you're the second guy in the knockdown area, the ball you play cannot get cut out by the first line of defense that's coming out to defend. If it does and they get possession, they're off and gone. Yep. So moving him to take the corner 
was a, a takes it, too, takes it, him out of the a really important and we got to we got to move a bunch of things around. We're up one nothing at that time. It's the end of the first half. If we need to change it, we can change it at halftime. Now let him go ahead and let him go ahead and take it. We came in at halftime, and Jordan, to his credit, came to me and he was like, "Do you want to change anything? We can change some things now with the set pieces." I said, "You know what? Let's just leave it." And and again, I'd love to say to you it was because this, because of that, or whatever. I was just, he'll do fine. I mean, d- let's not worry about it. If he hits a lousy one on his first one or knocks it out of bounds, we'll change it. He did. A, he was tremendous. Yeah, he, and, had, and he had good service. The the ball he played in, and and to be fair, Spielman doesn't get near enough credit. He did a great job. I was waiting to. He was, he I was, was waiting to yeah. say I, that. I mean, yeah. he was probably being held. Yeah, I mean, Nikki Nikki did a hell of a job on that. And yeah. I mean, great little knockdown. And to be fair to Zeka, he didn't break his runoff. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. You come off the goalkeeper. Ball gets played in behind you. You make sure you get into the soft area in and around the six. And it couldn't have been, I mean. And then he finished between the player standing on the post. Exactly. And the top of the goal, which wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. I mean, it is, it is a terrific goal. And, and you got to give, let me tell you something. Dwayne Laidley doesn't get near enough credit. Love Weezy. And, 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 Shout and, out the boy. Shut up. And he, he shows up on time. He puts the work in. The times that he's gotten dropped from the 18, I and the thing I always try and do is I actually meet with each guy, usually Saturday morning if it's a Saturday night game. Mm. Call him up, just tell him, look, want to meet with you, explain to him the situation, why I've made the decision that I've made or whatever. He's always like, coach, whatever's best for the team, I just want to win. And that's what he always says. It's the homie. That's what love he always him. says. And the, Freaking and, love that. And, and the bottom line is, especially the last month, he's gotten better and better and better and better. And he, he, the, him coming in wasn't even a decision. It was an easy decision for yeah. me. He made complete sense at that time. So, um, I love his play style. And, I just, he's, he, and what a lot of guys tell me about him that I, I didn't know is how strong. He's strong as an ox. Yeah. Oh. Also, yeah. so side note, if you want to check out Wheezy's podcast, Wheezy has been on the podcast. He was on the podcast the with last Clayton. episode, episode 25 with Clayton Adams. So go back and listen to that if you missed it. Okay, so let's, let's jump really quick here. Uh, in, in, terms of, in terms of chronologically how we were yep. doing this. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna completely skip the Georgia Revolution game. Yep. Uh, I think we all can assume there was a bit of a, a little bit of a letdown. Not you know yeah. come off this this big huge high. We we lose that game. I don't want to talk about it. We make some changes. We fit, we, we switch the formation up. Uh, we go to to a, a Bill Classic that four four two diamond yep. the narrow diamond. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which which we all know and love. Uh, we go on the seven game winning streak. Yep. It's. Uh, playing some really good stuff. Lima's back full time into the into Mason. The team. Right. Mason Walsh has his only healthy streak of the season where yeah. he's healthy and playing. Yeah, uh, but we're we're playing some really good soccer. Some, right. I mean, obviously, still possession soccer. I mean, we're definitely playing good soccer because Lima's scoring forty five yard headers. <laughs> that was that was a fun game. That was actually not a fun game except for like the goals that happened that game were things that we had completely missed. 
uh, in, in previous years. Mm. Like, let's take that. This is Georgia Revolution away for those that are, are trying to re- remember here. Uh, so let's take the first goal. Mason, uh, I, I think I have Mason, Mason does, down. Mason does Mason things. Yeah, yeah, I think I have Mason down and for this game as a uh, as an unassisted goal. Because he, cre- he creates his own shot. He, mm-hmm. he essentially and just ha- curls it. He, put, he puts a one-man press on the defense. Yep. They give the ball right back to him at the top of the key, and he mm-hmm. takes just one dribble and left foots it in the corner. Yep. And then Lima just redirects mm-hmm. a header. That just has a mind of its own. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How dare keeper. you call that a redirection? That is a shot from 45 yards. <laughs> I was going to say, was it 30, 45 yards? That out? was a yeah. header from 65 yards. It's, that was a header from a, the, yeah. our own box. Yeah. It was, it yeah. was a long header. Yeah. We shout all looked out, at shout each other. Bill and I looked at each other like, <laughs> that's, that's when you know the soccer gods are on your side. I mean, for a couple games there. Yeah. yeah. But like I, I remember going to going to Asheville, North Carolina, and, and like we dominated that game. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, like Phil had some good saves, but like the, the play o- was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know we had like one of the best goals I think we had scored all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, with nice. with uh, was it was it Marcus's uh, header, I yes. believe. Yes. Uh, and like yes. you know Caleb Cole coming in late, uh, sealing the deal. Uh, but like just really really good soccer there. And so then we go to to Greenville away at the end of the season, the night before the Women's World Cup final. And, I mean, we we had already clinched first place. Right. And and we laid a bit of an egg. Yeah. But Breezy and I got to watch a pole vaulting competition. On Live. Spot, over a bridge. In, in Greenville, South Carolina. And how good is so that? So, like, you know, the, and, week, the weekend and, wasn't all bad. And I got to see, I got to see the beautiful... Matt Aldred. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's a twice at the game and on the strip. Hey, they had they had a decent food truck there too. It was, yeah. a, I mean, it was, like, a, it was like, a Thai food truck. All, that I, I all in all, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a terrible trip. No, no, it was terrible. But we won the World <laughs> Cup like within 24 hours, so I forgot about it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like you knew that game was bad because Breezy and I did not drink afterwards. Yeah, yeah I, we, we so we got we, we planned on it. We, we well, went to a restaurant. That's, that's not quite true. We went to a pizzeria and we each ordered one beer. And I'm pretty sure I finished half the beer and committed the cardinal sin of alcohol abuse and did not finish the beer <laughs> because I was like, this shit sucks. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, uh, and I also tried my best. I've never tried harder to break Helga. I've tried to break Helga a few times. I've never tried harder. I took out all of my rage on it, the drum. It was rough. But we're going through we're going through this part of the season really fast. Because, I was gonna say let's 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 get past it <laughs> because let's talk about the playoffs, the three game stretch where we played Inter Nashville in the semifinal. Yes. of the NPSL conference, mm-hmm. Asheville in the final, and then Miami away. Right in the in the regional, and it all happened in a five day stretch. And it all right? happened in a five day yeah. stretch. Now my yeah. my, now my my parents have have always watched me wake up really early and watch Premier League and watch soccer. But this was actually their the Nashville game specifically was their first ever CFC game, and we can we can go into more detail. But the red card happened. And my let's, emotions let's are. Just, let's just start with the red card. Yeah, because the game was forgettable until that happened. Mm-hmm. What? What even like? I I don't really remember exactly what happened. It was just kind of a kerfuffle. I feel like, and it just, yeah. and then somebody dropped to the ground, and well, it wasn't like, really anything serious. Well, I mean, right? like what and happened? It was, Ma- it was Mason was, who we were talking was, about. Was a guy a guy was trying to get a red card called on Mason in that moment, right? And succeeded. Mm-hmm. And and. I mean, the call was bad, but that's not that's not the point here. The point is that that moment woke us up. 
because uh, and and we didn't mention this because we skipped ahead, but Inter Nashville was the team that we had uh, had last played before before Greenville away, and we, and we and we dominated them. It was it was a great game. That was maybe eight or nine days before. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's entirely possible, and I don't know this for a fact, but I'm just going to guess that we went into that game saying it's just going to be like last time. Yeah, and and they were a little bit more organized, a little bit tougher to break down. And, and they and, had better players. And they, they had, had a better play. They had a better group that night. A number number of players that didn't play against us. Um, big boy up front. Uh, uh, Mc- Chucka Aru or the. Uh, well, he had Chucka, but the other one, uh, um, uh, who's a class player, um, Ethan, center forward. Ethan. Uh, um, I want to say Macaulay or. Um, Something. He, I can't what a good player, and and he was absolutely pulling the strings in terms of balls into him, laying balls off, and we played, we played poorly, we played foolishly, culminating obviously in the red card, and uh, um, and I give our guys a lot of credit. At they they took some abuse at halftime, and and to be fair. They came out and were brilliant that second half. You couldn't tell. You couldn't tell that we had lost a player. In fact, it's, it looked no. like we had gained a couple yeah. of players. That 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 moment where Gabby came down that side and put that ball over and, and put the uh, put the ball over to for Allen right yeah. and Allen headed it in. Mm-hmm. It was like, and I've heard Breezy say this multiple times. It was like. You could tell how pissed off, and and <laughs> apparently, you know, it stemmed from yeah. a, a stern talking to. But really, that, so that the, put a fire underneath their asses. Yeah. The, the worst thing that could have happened was for Nashville to have instigated that red card, right? Because first of all, and I, it it, it wasn't a clean red card, right? But additionally, it it actually made CFC go from what I feel was a little bit unmotivated and a little bit not sharp mm-hmm. to incredibly motivated and like jay was saying it didn't look like we were down a man it looked like we were up a man right we were playing with 10 but it looked like they were playing with 10 agreed and we were playing with 11 yeah yeah so uh by the way i there are two moments and this is very scatterbrained but it's the same weekend uh because we can move on to the Asheville game mm-hmm. uh for now uh there are two moments from that weekend that i, I think encapsulate why gabby torres is no longer in chattanooga yeah it was, yeah, it, it was shout out Gabby it, Torres. It was the run and the cross, uh, and I think there was some good combination play with mm-hmm. maybe Caleb Cole for the uh, for Gabby's cross to Alan Webb in the Nashville game, and then there's Gabby Torres's incredible goal uh, against Asheville. So we talked about the scoring. We talked about favorite goals. It's not number one, but it's up there. Yeah. That it's that just, cut and so dive good. and slash and just finish all by himself. There's a reason why Gabby Torres is no longer here. <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Gabby's a Gabby's a he's an incredible player, player. And, he's he, and, he's, and he's played. I mean, by the way, our like Hartford last year and USL Championship were awful. Yeah, like real bad. Yeah, you know who the left back was last year in Hartford? Raymond Lee. Ray Lee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We replaced a one former CFC player with another former CFC yeah. player. Yeah, but then, but now, like, also, like Hartford's pretty good this year. They're very good. Uh, they, yeah. I mean, they've played really well, yeah. and Gabby's been a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he had an assist on his, in his first game. Yeah, with them. I think in his first two or three, he had a goal and an assist in two, or a goal and an assist yeah. in three. Yeah, I mean yeah. he's. I mean, 
from left back, that's better I mean, numbers they play, than you're expecting. They, they play with with five slash three, so I mean he's playing a he's playing that wing back role, which is probably his best, mm-hmm. the role he's best suited for. But yep. like that started here, yeah, folks. It did. It started here. Yeah. It did attacking midfielder, then <laughs> six, and then left back. Yeah, you can play all over the place. So moving past that game to the third game in five days, Miami <laughs> FC, the aforementioned. Miami FC with the and, and that's not just five game or three games in five days. That's yeah. that's also coming off of yeah. Every single week before that was mm-hmm. two games. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a Wednesday and a Saturday, a Wednesday and a Saturday. That was literally a sprint. Yeah, yeah. it was. We had played nine. Yep. I think nine and twenty-one at that point. Yes, and and then we go to Miami. Yeah, we're, we're so we're in South Florida. Right. So and, take us. I know that was a, a pretty crazy weekend. Take us through that weekend. Well, obviously, the Nashville game was a great win. Asheville, and again, you guys said it correctly. I mean, Gabby's goal to start us off, that actually really got us off and flying. I mean, we play another 15 minutes that night. That game ends up 10-1. I mean, we, mm. we buried those guys. And then have to turn around and figure out how we're going to get to Miami. When are we going to get to Miami? Yeah. And why in the world are we playing on a Tuesday when we just finished up playing on Saturday and we just played two games back to back? So, again, I don't know who the issue lies with there, but obviously that wasn't great. You know what that is? It was very NPSL. Hey. <laughs> I knew it. I yeah. saw your face. That is yeah. so NPSL. <laughs> Listen, folks, for all the for all the times that we're where we're we're just like, you know, why is Nisa the way it is? And I can't believe I'm saying this. Go but ahead. It like it could have like Nisa could be worse because yeah. we've we've had worse. We've had yeah. much worse. We've had a lot worse. Yeah. I mean, it was it, it was a tough we had flights delayed, everything else. I mean, we got in there. I mean, the the travel day on Monday was, I think, 12 hours to get to Miami. Um, it's just, it, it, was, it wasn't good. And um, the game on the game on the on the Tuesday night, I mean, nil nil at halftime. Um, had two injuries, obviously, with oh, Lima and yeah. with, with Sanchez. In what, the first 25 minutes? Yeah. Roughly. I mean, it, obviously, it hurt us. Um, you know, the... The, the goal that was, there was a foul, but then there was no foul, and then there was a goal, but there was no goal because there was a foul? Yeah. Yeah, well, there was well the, they talked it, it was, the referee it, it, into yeah. making the right call, but the, the referee made a call of off, did not make the call of offside. Yeah. They let that was the play. offside is what it was. So they, they let yeah. the play, and, and you got, Coach, correct me if I'm wrong, but my yeah. recollection is they called goal. Yep. Yep. It goes on. The Miami players, who are all professional, going back to our, our prior, this is a, a season later than when mm-hmm. Coach was there, but these are, you know, it's still a couple million dollars worth of players still yeah. there. Yep. And they surround the referee, and they berate the referee, and the referee actually decides to change their mind. Yeah, and the referee goes over and talks to the assistant referee, and then changes their mind like a full sixty seconds after the goal has been oh, scored. It's even longer than that, and 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 the, 
And, and they got they got the call right. Like it, it it was a foul. Yeah. They played continuation, and then that that next part was offside. All of that was correct because they gave us the ball back for a free kick. Yeah. But My, you can't but, but change like, your call based on some players yelling. At there's you. no there's no VAR. Like like we were done. We were back. We were lined up. Yeah. And then the call was changed. That the, the officiating, and again, look, I I worked in South Florida. I've been there a bunch. Um, you pretty much know if you're if you're a team like like us from Tennessee coming down there, you're going to play fourteen versus eleven. That's how mm. this stuff works, huh. and and you just need to understand it. You need to know it, and you need to just get on with it. And but that might have been for me. And look, I understand why we have to go to Miami. I get it. It's about money. It's about um, travel costs and everything else. The truth of it is, we were second or third in that four team, four division region. Yeah, we should have been going to Tulsa, or Tulsa should have been yes. coming to us. Yes. Just do just just do it the way you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Don't right. don't bush don't, league it. Don't 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 make this out to be ragtag rovers. Is what you've done. Because because the thing about it is we're legitimate we're legitimately one of the four best teams in the country. Yeah, and you're making us play a round of sixteen, uh, round of sixteen game in Miami. Not based on seating, yeah. but based on travel costs. Based on travel costs. Yeah, that's that's, that's so in BSL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. but it is yeah. just bush league in general. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and those are things. Before the NASL teams dropped down, yeah. dropped on their first teams, yeah. those are things that we could have and had handled. Agreed. Easily. Just yeah. because... Yeah, we had. The league, sure. I mean, like, we, we had enough We had enough pull with the league. Yeah. Uh, to be able to, like, no, you, you, don't, you don't do this the stupid way. Uh, and, and, like, you're going to lose, you're going to lose that power when... Right. Yeah, when, with a team like when, Miami. When Miami's down in. there. Yeah. Yeah. I got well, really drunk and ate a whole brownie. After that happened at the brewery, and I was like, "One." Of the Do you worst. remember ordering that brownie with me? And by the way, these were not special brownies for all of you crazy people at home. <laughs> so Jay and I drowned giant our, ass brownie. Jay and I drowned our sorrows in giant CBC brownies. It was the first time they had ever offered a dessert on the CBC menu. And Jay looks at me and he goes, "Dude, I'm getting a brownie." <laughs> and and I and I looked at him and I went. Me too. <laughs> and we just we just ate our brownies and we're sad. So, uh, we don't have to talk about the goal or what happens after because it was. All it doesn't matter. Nope. Yeah. Don't listen, care. Listen. Don't care at all. We, we were the rest of the game. They beat us. No, they. It listen, was what it was. I mean, they if, were the, they were the better team. Yeah, I mean, and and that's not. I'm not even going to debate that. I mean, that that's the truth. But the thing is, we should never have been in Miami playing that game. Right. Number one. Right. Number two, we shouldn't have had to do it. What. Three days after we just played yeah. back to yeah, back, for sure. And you've rolled an officiating crew out. Number one, I know the fourth official; he's the most experienced and best referee in the group. And you basically have rolled out the other three as trialists. It's not a game you should have trialists for in a in a in a playoff game. Yeah. Sorry, but then when I have to deal with the guy who's in charge of the officiating for the N- for the NPSL when he wants to have um, 
a sin bin for yellow cards and all of that, <laughs> which we had to go through. Yeah. He lost all credibility with me in Miami. And then you're going to start with this stuff. So no. for, for no. context, and this is actually no. a really good moment for this because no, there's a month off between the Miami game and the playoffs and the New York Cosmos game to start the members cup. Yes. For, for context for you listeners who probably have never heard this thing before mm-hmm. with the, with the MPSL members cup being, being a brand, brand new, also standalone one-off competition. Although it's, it was, it was not a one-off. Uh, there's, there's a members cup for this year, a very, very a small, short and small version of it. Um, the, the, uh, I mean like FIFA, IFAB and, and U S soccer got together, which is, a, which is never a good idea, by the way. Yeah. Got, yeah. got together and, and essentially, uh, said, Hey, MPSL members cup, we will, uh, we, we want you guys to experiment with some of the rules of the game. Uh, and the way IFAB normally works, uh, that's the international federation of, uh, something <laughs> association footballing standards of something. It's the people who make the rules. Yes. Uh, is, is they, they generally experiment with rules in, in soccer, in games that matter, uh, to, to see how they work. So they had come to us, uh, and, and, and the NPSL with a proposal that was, we were going to have, uh, essentially, some some new and altered rules for the Members Cup season. Wait, what? Uh, and and among them was a sin bin, like you see in hockey. Excuse me. A penalty box. A penalty box. Uh, where if you get a if you commit a yellow card infraction, that that player, the offending player, would be on the sidelines for ten minutes, or maybe five minutes. They weren't really sure. You know. By the way, if you committed a second one of those, like. It's a red card, like you're out. But the yellow card period would be five or ten minutes of, of, of off the field, and you play you play eleven v ten. There's no substitution there or anything. Uh, wow. And and that was I forgot uh, about that. I I just completely erased and, that. And, from and, my memory. and I know I know a lot of people don't know about that because we didn't talk about it and because we didn't end up doing it. We also did not end up doing it, but I will tell you this because I was, I was literally there. We played, I believe it was the, the week, I think it was the Saturday, Friday or Saturday before the New York cosmos game. We played an inner squad scrimmage, uh, where we had a couple of trialists, uh, with the group before we, before we had the members cup season and we had played a scrimmage Involving those rules, and wasn't one of those trialists uh, none other than Ian McGrath? Ian McGrath was actually with that group. Yes, uh, right. Playing before, with those weird, crazy possible rules. Right. That, thank right goodness before we didn't he use. had signed with Philadelphia Fury, uh, which obviously we know en- ended up defunct, and um, uh, and then he eventually ended up at Oklahoma City for the rest of that season, uh, before obviously coming here. But yeah, we we were having to deal with with these crazy rules heading into the NPSL Members Cup, and then and then less than a week later, or less than a week before the, the season actually starts, I I don't know I don't know if it was NPSL or if it was IFAB that came back, and and it was the rules like don't worry about it like it's just normal rules now. Hey, we were stupid as shit. Don't listen to us. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, mean, but like I, it was I Trevor think, James actually from Detroit. I was on the call. And Trevor, I mean, the guy's 
the guy was an assistant coach at Barcelona under Bobby Robson. I mean, he's, I mean, he's been he's, there he's and done, done it. And, and basically, was telling this guy, "You are completely out in left field. You need to change." And if you listen to the conversation, the guy, I don't know what his name is, but he acted like we were on a, like we were out in left field. Like, how could you honestly say this isn't a good idea? And and it's just you just sitting there and you're like, why do you think they were trying this? Well, it, was it to curry favor with U.S. Soccer? I think somebody was paying them to do it. Mm. So probably FIFA. I mean, like, like, like a, they, FIFA wants to see how a rule works, yeah. so they they give some money. So they go to a lower division. So they choose league. a guinea pig. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And we were the guinea pigs. And and honestly, it, it may it, from their perspective, it makes sense because it, it's at the time a one-off competition. Uh, among kind of like a renegade ragtag group, like it's, it's a decent. Yeah. I mean, like it's yeah. a decent opportunity. The money just has to be really, really good. Yeah. And, and yeah. It, it also, was, did did the team see any of that money? No, I can't well, see they wouldn't have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure just if the league's just seeing that money, of course. First yeah. of all, that's so NPSL. Second of all, f- off, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so we we ended up not doing it, and then we go through we go through the members cup. We can, uh, we can skip most of the members' cup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we. I don't. I don't really want to talk about we, it either. We played well. We didn't get good results. We played well in most of the games. Well, not. But like, it's it's one of those where we play well for a little while. We don't get results, and then we play poorly because you're gonna have you're gonna play poorly at some point, right? You're never gonna play well the whole season, and then we we do play a couple of games against Stumptown Athletic. R.I.P. Who? Uh, for now, at least R.I.P. Who? Uh, at the end of the season. Yeah, I think we waterlogged them into cancellation with the amount of f- <laughs> rain that happened. Holy shit. <laughs> Literally the wettest I've ever been. Like, soaked yeah, to yeah. the bone. That was, that was not a fun last part of the season. No, uh, no it wasn't. For for any means. Um, and, and, and we finished our season with, with, a, with a 2-0 win against Milwaukee. Uh, kind of also waterlogged, but closing things out. Third place in the Members' Cup. Um. And and before we before we talk about the off season, which I think is going to be really interesting, mm-hmm. if you could if you could sum up the 2019 season, the the whole thing, Comunicaciones mm-hmm. to, to to Milwaukee, in and maybe I'll say I'll give you five words or less. Mm-hmm. How do you think you sum it up? A transition f- for the club. Um, That's exactly five words. It's a transition for for the club. I mean, in terms of moving from NPSL to 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 the you know to where we're at right now in terms of NISA. That's it. I mean, I mean it, and a lot and a lot of things happened. Obviously, we were we were planning on NPSL Pro or at the at the yeah. start of the season. You know, no those, no and, foreign player restrictions. Yeah. And all of all of those things change. That's out of our hands. I mean, we 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 prepared for one thing, and we wound up with something else. So, and and to be honest, that's affected us even to today. Yeah. If you look at it, I mean, people can look at our roster and say, "Well, you know, you don't have this, you don't have that." Well, we did at one time. I mean, we actually had five guys who signed contracts who aren't here right now. We're all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I mean, that's that's somebody that's some lady in Vermont googling so and so and saying, "Well, he's not really a pro player," and that's and that's the deal. So, 
And you say, why, why would I say Vermont? Because that's, that's where, where, immigration, that's where the U.S. immigration is. You know? yeah. For one of the offices is, yeah. Yeah. So, so if, if I was going to sum it up in a few words, three different stages. There were three distinct seasons last, last year. There was a, a preseason, an MPSL season, and the Members' Cup, and they were all completely different. Yeah. 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 And, and by the way, uh, I, th- I think it's worth noting uh, not to make excuses for, for how we played at, at points during the Members' Cup. Mm-hmm. But it's worth noting that we joined you know, NISA. You know the coach is right here. I do. We joined NISA, the, I think officially the roughly around the second or so game in the Members' Cup. Right. MPSL Pro kind of officially fell apart uh, maybe late in the MPSL regular season, mm-hmm. end of June. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like the, and, and the guys that played well through that point, because we still didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. By the time we joined NISA, we knew at that point that there were going to be roster rules. Uh, whether, you know, I think NISA has seven foreign players is, is the rule mm-hmm. alike uh, US, or USL. Right. But at that point, with a roster of 25 or so guys, you know, three American-born players, a, few, a couple of others had, you know, had green cards. Right. That's a lot of players who were good soccer players all of a sudden seeing the light of, oh, shit. I may not be here in three months. Yeah, like and, a, a and like harsh I, reality. You know, I probably am not going to yeah. be here in three months. Yeah. And, and, and I, I have a feeling that way that that that. Oh, it made a massive difference. Like, I can tell you from being in the locker room, it made a massive difference. Yeah. Yeah. And morale or morale guys just state of how they looked at things, yeah. how they saw things. I mean, you know, I, I was meeting weekly with guys. I mean, you know, coach, I, you know, am I going to be here? I mean, is, you know, and, and at that point I can't answer those questions. Yeah. Cause I it's can't. totally out of your hands. Well, you don't, you yeah. don't, you, you don't know the, see the, you don't live in Vermont, the season. but exactly. also you don't know that you don't know the roster rules, right? Take, take apart the visa process. We didn't yeah. know. We had no idea what NISA roster rules were going to look like until this spring. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, Aside and from the part where we didn't get the visas that we expected to get, we, that's a whole that's a whole separate yeah. argument. We, we had, didn't know what NISA rules looked like. We had right. an idea in in November when things started happening, but like not a good one. No, uh, no. We didn't we didn't really know what was going on until just right. at January one, right? When all the stuff was on paper and we started submitting things. Yeah, I will say though, to to put a, a sort of positive spin on not. Nothing that has to do with people in Vermont and visas or anything, but when it comes to the MPSL was going to be Founders Cup, then was Members Cup and all that, (laughs) it was an extension of a normal season that we were used to seeing in three to four months that was a lot longer. And it was nice to see that the club could kind of sustain Mm -hmm. that level and that length of a schedule. It was the first time we didn't didn't fall soccer at all. Yeah, and that was like... that. That enough mm-hmm. like had my attention and had me like sticking to and, everything. And by the way, the Miami game, we lost. We came back and then we immediately played Detroit and the Cosmos. Yep. And those the Detroit Cosmos Miami and then the the big win streak we just talked about. We carried a very good level of soccer into the Miami game. We got we beat did. by the team that won the championship. Yeah. And then we came out and we played the Cosmos and were lu- unlucky 
to lose. Yeah, we were. really well. We should yeah. have drawn at yeah. worst and yeah. possibly won. Remember, Juan Sanchez hit the post, and their player put the ball six inches inside the post, the same free kick. It was mm-hmm. that close. Yeah. And then we go and play Detroit, and we smack them around at home, but they beat us. Yeah. Uh, on on some on some good counterattacking play uh, away, away was it away? away? Okay, so we but we we beat them up away, and and we go I and mean, we go through this period where we're playing excellent in the Members Cup, and then like any team, no team plays at its height. I mean, look at what Pep Guardiola Manchester City did this year. Look what any any big team does in any big league. You do have moments of up and moments of down, and we right. had then the moments of down for the kind of the rest of the Members Cup where we. I don't. I'm not going to say we let our foot off the gas, but we had that slowdown in form mm-hmm. where we just weren't playing as well, and, and obviously it coincides with with like Matt said the the announcement that and the, the understanding that NBSL Pro had fallen apart, and obviously Coach yeah. said players you know were uncertain and whatever else, but I, I just don't want it to get lost that we played excellent soccer from right. the moment that we stepped on the field with Inter Nashville, yeah, and and actually in the second half of Inter Nashville. Up until yeah. after we played Detroit and New York, we were playing incredibly well. The only teams we lost to were very, 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 very good, good. Yeah. teams. Legitimate pro teams. Yeah. And, yeah. and we had, yeah. and we also, so we were unlucky yeah. to lose yeah. to some and, of those teams. And, and we had that draw against Michigan Stars in there yeah. at home in, in, with like three rain delays and, and, and that crazy Yeah, but storm. we were awful that night, too. I mean, you got to be fair. I mean, look, I mean, we. I was going to wait for you to had, say it. We yeah. had that way was, more chances than they did. The, even even we how bad terrible. we were. We, we were we were we were really bad that night, and we still had a ton of chances. Yeah, that, that game hurt, that game that game hurt us though. And it, it did, and, and in what way? And it 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 hurt it hurt from the standpoint of guys not. I think I think it really hurt our confidence actually. Hmm. And and what do you mean? From the standpoint of, I think a lot of guys started thinking to themselves, we're we're not good enough and and we don't hmm. we don't have a chance here to win this and hmm. the, the and the problem with the way that members cup was set up once you got beyond once nice. you once you got zero points after two games yeah it wasn't like you had 15 games to make those points up sure you had eight eight and then we drew that next one yeah and that's when I think a lot of guys were like, "That's we're not winning this thing." Yeah, we're not we're not going to win it, and or and, and and that's the the one thing I think. If if somebody would have asked me what we should do with the members cup, the members cup should have been um, top two. Get to qualify, do a little... qual- qualify for a championship game, or you end up with. Do the top four, however you want to do it, but um, I think there should have been some kind of a. If you're going to play that short a schedule, there should have been a playoff round. Yeah, it was basically so, playoffs, but it was round robin, so there was no was. there was, was no just, elimination. So every game, and you're right, every game was a playoff game, yeah, and yeah. and when you draw with Michigan Stars at home, yeah, doesn't help. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it was. Yeah, I. That was embarrassing. I was I was so upset. You. I. Completely forgot that game existed until you just <laughs> yeah. brought it back. Very yeah. sorry. I keep doing that. Yeah. I'm terribly sorry. How about this? We've gone on now for uh, a good amount of time. For, for a decent amount of time. 
We've we've hit all of 2019, which was a which was a huge year. AKA we decompressed. <laughs> I've I think we've needed that decompression. I've, I've reminded Breezy of some things he did not want to okay, remember, and I'm, he didn't I'm very sorry about that. Except I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> I am currently drinking heavily. It's fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. Everything's fine, Breezy. Um. So how about this? Let's let's stop there. Uh. Let's 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 end the episode. Uh. Let's save your ears. Uh-huh. A little bit. Uh. And and we might uh. We might we might have a little surprise for you guys. Uh, let's say next week. Hmm. Let's we're, okay. we're not playing this weekend, so let's let's have a surprise for the listeners next week, uh, and and we'll have we'll have Coach Fuller on at at a, at a different point in time. Uh, we'll, we'll bring him back. We'll talk a little bit about about 2020. I like that idea. Uh, there may or may not have been a pandemic in 2020. Uh, our season delayed, canceled. Like there's some things going on. Uh, we've got to talk about the members cup or I'm sorry, the members cup. Oh no. Jeez, dude. Yikes. Don't bring that back. How uh, dare you? I would, the, uh, <laughs> can you hear me glugging this? Beer? We got to talk about the, uh, the independent cup, uh, because the, the part one of, of, of the coach folder episode are the episodes were right before the, the, the independent cup started. So we got to talk about that. And then obviously we got to talk about Michigan stars and, and, and the Detroit city games a little bit more in detail. Uh, and, and, We'll do that. We'll do that another time. How about that? That sounds magnificent. It saves the uh, the editor of the podcast. So yeah, let's, I'm totally let's, cool let's, with that. Let's do that. <laughs> All right. So real quick, Matt, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at I am Caniglio, and you can find me on Twitter, which is the more important one of those two, if we're being honest. At whiskey is fine. Producer Jay, you can find me on Twitter as the section 109 pod and on Instagram at letter J coach. Can they find you on the internet anywhere on the social medias? They can't, but they can find me anytime they like at Carter street, um, in our office and, and, <laughs> and we're training at, you know, eight o'clock Crack in the morning. Dome. The guys are getting in. Um, I'm there at seven 30. You want to come in and just ask me some questions. Um, if you call me, if you call me PD, I won't answer. All right, <laughs> that's fair. But but uh, we'd love love at any particular point to uh, to meet any of our uh, supporters, especially I'm, you. I'm, I'm you said one from, of you seventeen podcast listeners. I'm, What's I'm, your I'm getting a message here from from club staff that says, uh, "Please, please uh, do not chill up. Make sure that you uh, <laughs> confirmed your appearance ahead of time by several business days with uh, Jeremy Allenbaugh and wear a mask before you show up at club trading. Please, for God's sake, wear a mask there. Um, Breezy, where can they find yes. you? You can find me on the internet. All we'll, we'll see you next week.